Hello everyone and welcome back to Reload Podcast. This is episode number 45. My name is Lee Maxwell and as usual I'm joined by... Nigel Lamont and Connor McCann. We're coming to you live this evening from the Stena Superfast Crossing. Karen the Belfast. I've sort of been wondering how many podcasts have been done on this crossing. I wonder are we the first. We might be in the Guinness Book of Records. We have kind of been laughing about this because we also think we might get fucked up. Well, we're not going to throw us off the boat, like, but we're going to get told off for doing this. But We'll have to get one of the audience members here to take a picture of us. Yes, it's definitely an odd setup. We've, I think was it the most weird place we'd recorded in before was Jamkana in what was essentially what I call the rape hut, yes. Yeah. And uh, now we're on a multi-million pound boat. But not a super yacht or anything like that. Oh, we're, just that for, we're just waiting for a crew member to come around the corner now. That's why we're talking hushed tones. Yes. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll start the Patreon. We'll get our yacht going. We're good. <laughs> this is the start of the the seafaring podcasts. A dinghy in Port of Woogie Harbour. <laughs> so why are we on a boat? We are on a boat because we're on our way home from Cleanfest yes. in Scotland. Yes. Great water weekend. trip. Yes. So I think we'll get into more than that later on. Yeah. So last time uh, you joined us, we were at the old school new school show down in Longford recording in a field yeah another odd recording but it'd yes. say it would be a bit weird on the road though so yes we're da- we're not on the road this time we're on the sea we did yes um, well, we had planned to record during the day but it didn't really pan out things were tender today hangovers repairs yeah there's a lot of shit but old school new school absolutely fantastic show we didn't really get yeah. recapping on it properly um, no and it was it was. Uh, I think we said the variety cars was absolutely insane. Yeah, um, and the quality just gets better. Yeah, better. that interview you did, Nigel, with Nile was fantastic, and it was nice to hear the connection of the family, like his whole family, with the school, mm-hmm. and then the one connect- of Bowles is actually named the Garrity Hall. Yeah, I after his grandfather yeah. was the, care- uh, the caretaker, I think was it. Yeah, but no, it was cool. Really nice location. Um, interesting to hear Nile's car history too, because he's kind of weird. You now he's built like a high-end show car that something was like a world first and then he's just said fuck it and went a drifting kind of thing um kind of opened all different things but no the great great show um some of my favorite cars at it was uh actually trying to be james from six mile style his white gt86 with the gtr wheels yeah that's so so nice it was a really really clean original crx lay out the front did you see it yeah the silver one yeah that was lovely i used Mm -hmm. to have one (laughs) <laughs> oh, you didn't die on that thing. I know. I had a rear-wheel drive CRX, basically. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Ever get arrested on it? Perhaps. Not? No? <laughs> not up north, anyway. No, not in the north. It doesn't no. count. Mm. Different country, it's okay. Um, no, old school, new school. Highly recommend it. The, that was the first time I've been down. I think you guys have been down before, hadn't this? Probably. Th- I, I went to the very first sort of... When, when you listen to the interview, the, the first of all, before they had the site of the... Um, St. Mel's College it was uh, was it Dance by the Lake or I forget his first oh, show oh that's name. right yeah they did they had so the I went show. to that and then I went to the St. Mel's I think I missed one year because the van broke down the way down but well that's right was yeah. that Robin's van Robin's van broke Robin's van that's right yeah. Robin's van yeah so it is yes I was supposed to meet you down there that year uh, you were traveling and I ended yeah. up going on my own <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I bumped into Glennon and stuff so I was okay aye you <laughs> never um, stuck the Drift Games guys were there as well. Yeah, strong um, turnout from them. Real nice collection of cars. Good to see them up close as well. 
The uh, shout out to our listener Richie Brown, who featured briefly in the yes. games video afterwards. And he didn't mention it in his Instagram story at all. No, <laughs> it was quite funny because going around all the cars, done like a couple of minute walk around, got to his and went, uh, "That's a nice color," and walked on. <laughs> well, my car was sitting right beside it, and they didn't comment on it at all. Never so. meant your car, right? <laughs> Here, you got a prize of it. I, I did. forgot about that. I was going to say jokes yeah. on them because yeah. bits, please. <laughs> Top five classic. The old Jetta doing alright. We Joan the Jetta. The weather was brilliant that day too. It was. Really it nice was. Day. Um, I probably got sunburned out of it again, which is yeah. pretty normal. I think I got cloud burn today. Uh, yeah. It was very impressive. It, either that or was that dodgy Shargel in the hotel that burned. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else have we? We had Nick Berry on as well. Chatted yeah. with him about important cars from really all around the world. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things is like really obscure job that you never really it's like when you grow up you're through school and you're like well what do you want to do I want to be a fireman I want to be a teacher I want to import cars from around the world you know Class. nobody ever says that kind of thing um, he, in the interview he came across to me is somebody that he's deeply embedded in the car community and he as well as being a business he sort of yeah I have to make money but it's more of a, like a car community type thing. Yeah, for him he, he, built, to him. he built a business out of his passion. Yeah, and like that was an hour-long interview. Nick and I were on the phone for two and a half hours, and it got to the stage where Lee was coming home from work. He had a customer coming in, was like, "Right, we have to go," kind of thing. <laughs> but we might have said that about ten times, you yeah. know. And we're like, "Oh, we'll just keep talking on." Big, big Mark Three guy. Yeah, uh, really knows his stuff. Like, so no, it was great getting catch up with him. He. Um, doing some great things one thing that really amazed me though was like there's a guy in america and used to be like he read magazines and different styles in different countries would influence you know cars and say in the uk but he's actually influenced it in a different way as in like he's taking the cars out of the uk and it's driving the prices up mm-hmm. you know, so some, something he's doing four or five thousand miles away is having a knock-on effect so it's weird yeah, to think. um you know thanked him and all so oh, I did thank him yes yeah. we kind of vilify him a bit for, for doing that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah cheers to them two guys for giving interviews and it was good to get a bit of feedback on that so what else have we been up to in the meantime um, in the meantime what have we been doing um, we went to Lega Curry car show at the church we did that had was a, good fun had a great night um, was that the place where you did, the zealous preacher got up the zealous preacher told us not to masturbate which was <laughs> interesting <laughs> and we go to hell <laughs> Um, no masturbating, no cheating on your wife. And basically, I think I turned around at one point and said, This is like Facebook targeted ads for church. I felt, <laughs> felt a bit targeted. But it was a great show. You were saying it, it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think it's maybe running about five years or so. It was yeah, bonged. It yeah. was rammed. Really good turnout. And everything really from like modified cars through to like classic. Yeah, like old Bentleys. And like one thing that stood out to me, which was odd, was a totally standard two door Mark IV Escort. Something that probably done would have been put into the banger racing, you know, and destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. It's like, how did that survive? Because nobody wanted that. <laughs> really nice Escort Cosworth as well there. Do you remember the, the paint was immaculate on yeah. it? Yeah. John Payton's. Mark II Escort on airbags. Have Fantastic you seen that thing? Oh, yeah, he, t- he brought over to Goodwood. I think his first item was at Players Classic. Goodwood. That's right, actually, yeah. So got a good look. It's fantastic. Unbelievable. Um, custom wheels and all like They work on that thing, yeah. So I'll have to get John on and have a talk about that. Absolutely. Get him nailed down. We've been torturing him for about a month or so to do it now. So <laughs> it's uh, getting scheduled, but it's a serious car. Like, obviously, we'll not go too much into it. We'll get him on, but like, right down to the fact he used all brand new glass through it. I mean, he dailies it. You know, he's not afraid Fantastic. to actually use it. A very, very interesting character. Um, what else was it? Lego Curry? 
good burgers and good buns. The church know how to do good, good feed. Here, the Presbyterian. Oh, it is it Presbyterian? It is Presbyterian, yeah. yeah. Presbyterians know how to get you spread That's on it. Sea, you know. That's it. On the cheap, too, I'd say. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, really good show. Um, there was plenty of uh, local celebrities at it as well. Carl Frampton was at it. Edwin Poots. Reload podcast. Yep, we were all there. I, all heard you were seeing- <laughs> I, I think I was working as usual. Um, no, it's it's one of those things that's like, because it's kind of churchy and it wasn't um, like from the modified car scene, it kind of brings everybody out. So Good spread those over. tractors there, you know, um, like old vintage machinery and stuff like that, yeah. old motorbikes. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, like, typical of us, like we were the, literally the last people to leave. Yeah. <laughs> they were kind of locking the gate and we were like, oh, maybe we should go. <laughs> I think they're hinting something. <laughs> um, oh, Lee's brake lights failed in the jet as well. So oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I pulled the wire out and was touching the two wires together as we drove down the road to put the brake lights on, going home. Oh, very good. On the way down, you were doing the fog light. It was. I hadn't the wires pulled out to see it, so I was flicking the fog light on, on every time she brakes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, we did uh, fix that. So we have a new brake light set up out of a, I think it's out of a Ford Granada or something like that. Well, it works, it works. Works a lot better than the old one. Um, what else did we go to? Went to Let's Dance yeah. last weekend. Uh, was it Stance at Shaftesbury? Yeah, it was um, a new location. There's a new location, new show for those guys. Really, really good day. You didn't get Nigel, but Morgan, quite a few of us did. It's basic setting. Is a, it's like in a public park. Grass, trees, kind of walkways around it. Um, yeah, for, for the second weekend in a row, I had to park under a tree. <laughs> uh, it was parked at old school, new school, under a tree, and let's dance under a tree. And you got a lot of leaves on you? A lot of leaves. But here was a nice day, Good thing I have that full size rain tray now because oh, it was full of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a really, really good show. I didn't know what to expect from it, and there was actually the Jap show was on that day too. Mm-hmm. And right, the, the school and uh, back to school, wasn't back it was school uh, but the amount of Jap turnout that was at Let's Dance as well was crazy. Yeah. Um, really, really high end stuff too. And say for first time running the show, the guys really did well at it. You know, we know ourselves like you first location, first time doing something, not everything runs smooth yeah. kind of thing. But from an outside point of view, it, it looked really, really well. Clark's S14 at that show, the bagged white S14. Oh my god, that thing is just insane. gets me right in the special mm-hmm. area of that car. It does makes my pee pee tingle, <laughs> and it's so good. And uh, he's finally got it out of Gavin Black's unit after a year and a oh. half or so as well. He says miracles don't happen. Exactly, got a lot of abuse on Facebook about that. <laughs> um, what else have we been up to then? I think that's pretty much it. We met actually quite a lot of listeners at uh, Let's Dance. We bumped into Kieran Casey, Emmett McCartney, Six Mile Style guys. It was good actually meeting people and you know we hadn't met before. It was yeah. a good crack. Uh, what have you been up to, Nigel? You've probably been up to um, some random stuff. things. Uh, I've been talking about a Mark V track car for good year or so now. You've actually owned a Mark V tracker for more than a year, I'd say. Yeah. Um, decided to get it pulled out of the one shed and moved into another to... I don't know if I'll get it out the track day this year, but um, the brakes are all hooked up and it's I'm taking it down to local mechanic to get the time belt and stuff put on. And what's the spec on that there? What are you aiming for with it? Well, I wanted... I was going to, you know, look for a mill tech, look for this and but if you bolt everything all of a sudden, then you'll not notice the progression as you go to a different track day. So yeah. at the moment, there's an old, I think it's like a, I don't know if it's a powerful exhaust on it. There's an intake on it. There's no map on it. So I just want to get it service, time belt and stuff like that there done before I take it to track day. Um, I'm going to run 18-inch Monzas. I've built steam suspension on it. 
of sparkle bucket seats in it. I just, uh, as I say, I just want to progress with her rather than just doing it all at once and then board quickly. Probably one of those things too that if you're doing, I think it's Carcassonne you'll really be doing. Yeah. Like if you're doing the same track all the time, you'll actually notice yourself progressing too. Yeah. And you're bound to shave time off with that. And then more, like, would you find yourself progressing less? You know, you can start to add modifications on that'll yeah. get you quicker. Yeah, and then eventually be able to afford good tires and stuff like yeah. that there. Just go down that road with things. Like, just have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, track days are nice and cheap. Yeah, well, <laughs> potentially I'd like to, just chatting to Andy and Robin, potentially like to get an MOT and make it a sort of winter stroke track car that's I, a road, road race car sort of thing. There's also nothing wrong with the fact that if you do something to it, say you're working on it at home, and you want to take up the road to check something out, yeah. you know, it's legal, you can do it kind of thing. Yeah. Or, worst case, you can drive it down to the track rather than having to trailer it down. Yeah. No, there was that there. Um, I was just... I didn't have much time the last couple of weeks. I was just trying to get the Corrado sorted out for uh, coming over to Cleanfest. So um, I found a little creaking noise coming on the front end of it, and I changed the top mounts in it. There's polybush ones, and I, s- I thought it, I think I talked about it before. I was trying to. I think that was a long time ago because I thought you'd actually fixed the problem. Yeah, I thought I had too, and then I just I was talking to Andy, and I decided to get proper, genuine Bilstein you know, rubber bush yeah. and pull out the poly bush and it seemed to have cured it but it hasn't really it's more coming from I don't know if it's coming from the subframe or what but there's a creek in somewhere down there mm-hmm. so. I'd say I really I do not rate poly bushings only yeah. in certain applications but like I don't I don't know if like the name poly bushing they must be in four or five years do they degrade after a while and I, I don't know they probably can it's probably one of it's those things like well yeah it's not a car that gets a massive amount do you see yeah. there like Lee's Jetta there has polybush um in mean the Mark ones if it could be front mount and the rear mount, not the two side ones. They at, at the very least those two middle ones are done. Yeah. And that thing vibrates like crazy when well, it's it taken it, over. It makes it harsh like that Corrado's fully polybushed and You can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. The distant thirty was the same. It was just I think it was about too far that way. Mm-hmm. It's something I'm reluctant to do. I always do like the swing axle in the back of a Mark II, Mark Three and because it's kind of rotating, you know, the shock's taking the force, but the rest of it I don't bother with. Yeah. My my big one is that rear bush in the front arm. I stick like an R32 or TT solid rubber bush in as opposed to poly bush because it still wants to flex. But it just tightens things up a wee bit. Yeah. Um, also then, just sort of we side note thing was uh, I play football with a couple of guys are in the cars and they're, they're in the, like, 80s like some of them have already, uh, one of them has uh, Stevie has an RS Turbo another fella um, he has old minis uh-huh. and there's just we were talking one night after football and they were talking do you think we should start up a car club in Cumber so yes I actually seen something of this here um, yeah. so we met about three weeks ago and there was a WhatsApp chat started up and being in Cumber everybody knows everybody oh yeah and we had a meeting one night, 20 people turned up, and yeah, we're going to have a, a car club with membership, and then we had a, we decided we're going to have a night where we're done, if you're from Cumber area, you'll know a thing that was called the TT, so back in the day there was a big race that, ra- that raced through the middle of Cumber, out towards the Donald Newton-Ars, a triangle course. I actually wanted to do a history topic on this, yeah, I uh, only found out about it recently. And we just re-ran the TT course. Ah, very good. Uh, the night... Uh, there's probably 30 cars turned up so did I see Andy there with the wee Audi 80 as well the Audi 80 yeah, yeah. Um, there was an E30 M3 there were several Porsches there was a 
Tomb Raider style Landover. Right. Um, what else was there? It sounds like a good variety to it, though. Yeah, there's a lot of minis, midgets. Like uh, proper classics yeah. as well. And that's just, that was kept in the QET, so there's huge potential, and yeah, looking forward to it. Very good. Are you just kind of planning like, kind of limit membership or what? Or what? Is there any well, idea uh, behind that? Uh, Stephen's going to be the main man behind it, and his wife, so, you know, let them see what way it runs. What way it runs, but very good. For organizing something that spares a few weeks, I think it has serious potential. Well. Yeah, no, excellent. Hi, Kieran. Hello. <laughs> um, no, it's good to see that sort of stuff happening, especially yeah. now coming out of lockdown. You want to try and do different things, yeah, and absolutely, it gets more people out. Um, there's been a severe lack of classic car shows this year because obviously what's happening. But I've noticed that even during the summer when you were allowed to do things, a lot of car clubs didn't have their car shows and they just done road runs. Aye, yeah, which is a bit annoying. So Aye, it's um, nice to get out and talk to people as yeah. well. I think that's been lagging, obviously, this year, so the, it's good to set up something like that. Lee, you talked before about Helen that runs the Vintage Club, around, based around Banbridge, yeah. Dromore kind of area, and they do the new the one up at the outlet in Banbridge. It's always rammed. But they've and lost the outlet now. Yeah, they they started coming back to it, and I think a lot of boys were turning up in like Civic-type bars and fucking blasting yeah. around, and they've I destroyed th- it for I them. I think I've heard of probably three cars and coffee events now, and they've been kicked out of their location because the arsehole's turned up. Aye. So. It's sometimes it's better to keep things low key, yeah. And it's it's sort of one of those things because it's in a public area too. You can't really do anything about yep. it, other than tell them to go and fuck themselves. But I mean, once they say no, there's not really much you can do about yeah. it. Yeah, which is a pity. But because a lot of those events, like there's a lot of for what looks like, you know, people turn up in a car park. Sometimes there's a lot of organisation behind that and a lot of trying to work with the actual venue. But then once it gets out of hand, there's nothing really you can do. And what I think you find is. These guys that turn up, they sit in rev cars and rev cars, and it was cliche to say it, but they're not trained car enthusiasts. You'll probably find in three years' time there's no address in cars and their way off to something else. Yeah, and, and that's ruined, sad like they've us. ruined an event. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. It's blow in, blow out. Look at the attention. Look at me. Yeah. It's, uh, there was a car today like that in the show field with flashing lights all over it. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about that. Um, Andy raised his eyebrows there. <laughs> one of Andy's favourites. It definitely got the attention it wanted anyway. Have we imagined we've got a live audience here? No. I don't know. Yeah, we have uh, three three listeners in front of us here. Well, well, one of them doesn't look too alive. <laughs> Poor Robin's getting it tight there. Robin's doing security for the podcast here. <laughs> He's not going to think you're doing a good job. <laughs> oh dear. Is that us then? Yeah, that's all the news away. Anybody got any proper news news? Nice yep. Luma kick us off because I don't think we have really any. I have a lot of YouTube. I haven't really prepared anything because it's been a busy few weeks with going to shows and stuff and work and bits of various other things and there's been loads happening. There's a lot of F one stuff going on. I was that's what I was going to say. There's been crashes and well, controversies maybe do a summary and of that in the next episode or something. Yeah, rain dot. We, we watched four hours of rain. Yeah, Lee and I went <laughs> from people bad. who hate. Last year we hated Formula One to people who paid ten pounds to watch four hours of rain at Spa. Yeah. <laughs> That's dedication. Yeah, fun canoe racing. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been more interesting. Um, so yeah, we'll maybe come back to that in the next episode. Summarize. What yeah, we'll add because we've sort of dropped the ball in F one. First news topic then would be this week. I think it was Elon Musk tweeted basically that a new production EV record is set by his new Model S. Plaid, played, whatever you want to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's the 1,000 brake horsepower production car. So he said it, sorry, it was a 
production EV record at Nürburgring of seven minutes thirty. Sorry, seven minutes thirty seconds point nine thirty point nine seconds. That's a pretty tight run. I thought a lot of when they say about records and sort of caveated by the fact that it's an EV, it's always fairly off the mark from what the internal combustion engine doing. But that's that's yeah. sharp, like. So that was eleven point four seconds quicker than what the Porsche Taycan Turbo set. It's only six hundred sixteen brake, but the Turbo S is yet to set a time on the Nurburgring. And we still have the nearly 2,000 brake horsepower production Remac Nevera to set it. Can I just say something? Why do they insist on calling it a turbo? It's not a well, turbo. That, that was sacrilege. When the, yeah, they ruined the turbo. Name, your, like, look at they've done with the Mustang. Well, true. Yeah. You know, the so Mustang EV, possible, the Mustang the car carrier. It seems to be. It's a Wild West. But yeah. it really, really irks me. Like, it's, you know, I call it the nano chip or something. Yeah. Turbo. Um, the Dyson. So my second story sort of leads into that because VW also, I don't know if they announced, but Shmi tweeted about it, that VW will no longer sell manual gearboxes from 2030. Yeah, I would say the reason behind that is because they're not going to be doing internal combustion. So there's yeah. no point in putting a manual EV, we'll, essentially. We'll all be driving about in our Jetson cars. Do the noise. No, I can't do it now. I'm nervous. <laughs> can't do it on demand. <laughs> no, that didn't work. <laughs> so uh, they'll only be offering DSG from 2023, and then by 2030, then there'll be no manual. So Hold on, DSG from 2023 onwards. There'll be no ma- yeah. And then oh shit, right? And then hmm, that's, does that make sense? Not that that'll affect me because mm-hmm. I don't have a ban anything not new anyway. Mm. I'll keep swapping cogs like a poor man. No, sorry, what I actually meant I was reading it wrong. There was. Uh, only DSG in some models, so there will be manual to an extent. And then once 2030, it's all is out. Yeah, yeah, that's still rough. Like, um, I still reckon manual all the way. Like, it's the DSG. Oh, see, see the manuals. Yeah, like DSG in your car, Lee, for what it does, oh, it's is fantastic. Yeah. But have the option. But uh, again, is that conditioning people driving EVs into automatics? You know, because as I say, you're not going to be having manual in that. Like, yeah. it's strange setup. But here, it's the future. It's coming. We can't yeah. fight it. I yeah, will. We'll just have to save all our petrol up. Keep dri- driving Mark 1s. <laughs> <laughs> well, now all the petrol's gone to that fucking E10 shite as well. Yeah. It well, started to roll out this week mm-hmm. in England, the same. Yeah. It was E10. We went to that ESO station today there, or yesterday. Huh. It was E10 at that in the normal fuel. Or you could spend 160 a litre and get 99. <laughs> well, that Tesco's, as we filled up the way down the road, it was 99 Tesco's. Mm-hmm. This is called momentum. momentum. Yeah. And it was 139. 130. I will. Lee paid for 97 octane. What did you pay? 155 a litre. So, what do you got, James? At the fucking nah, motorway yeah. services. <laughs> Typical services. Well, like Crado's very. Uh, it revs higher, or not revs higher, it's idling higher and sounds louder after putting 99 momentum in it. That's weird. That's a wee bit poppy banger. Oh, that's. So, that's always a bonus. My, is. Mine is definitely poppy banging coming yeah. down tonight. We've noticed that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any more news? Yes, my last topic then would be basically storming strikes again. Um, don't know if you were listening to the news basically about um, Nicola Mallon, who is our transport minister. Transport minister. So, first of all, you had ramp failures just before COVID hit the, yep. the winter of nineteen stroke twenty. Then the MOT centres got turned into COVID centres. They filled some of the pits in with sand for some reason because yeah. people at test might fall into, into pits. Um, so that reduced capacity. Then when we came out of lockdown, I have to have about 74 inspectors around one car. Oh, it was a disaster so bringing your car? It was really hard to get an MOTS before 
all this here, then they reduce their capacity. So instead of trying to fix the problem, they've just basically put out for consultation that they're going to make the MOT a biannual thing rather than a annual thing. Well, that's the way it is in the South as well, currently. So it's every two it? years. I know that. Yeah. Um, but I believe their NCT equivalent is a lot more strict than our MOT. Um, we have, what is it? So we have our MOTs every year. They're every two years, but I think we have a bit more leniency in that kind of thing. Well, I, I think it only spells disaster because talking to mechanics, like Andrew, your friend there, like he was saying like during lockdown, because there was no MOT going, testing going on and things were being, cars were becoming dangerous. Oh yeah. Like old tires, brakes and stuff being neglected. I'll happily, if they want to put it out the two years, I'm more than happy to do it, you know, because it's less hassle for me. But anybody in the motor track, uh, anybody in the motor trade is going to be affected. You've motor factors will be selling less parts, and you'll be mechanics doing less trades simply because a lot of people only get their car looked at for MOT. You know, they'll mm-hmm. go, oh, I need to get that done, or they'll, they'll tend to drive it on without it. So that story sort of rolls in another sort of story that was very recently put in the news is, and it's been enforced or introduced to make things even more dodgy, that the trailer license is no longer a requirement. And I am delighted. Post-97. But not for Northern Ireland. Yeah, not for Northern Ireland yet. Is it not yet? It's England, Scotland and Wales. And Northern Ireland. It'll it'll have to be signed into Northern Ireland separately, but it will happen, I'm sure, but it hasn't happened yet. The reason being the free up testers to get more HGV drivers on the moment. I cannot wait because I have put off spending whatever hundreds of pounds it is to get a trailer license and now I'm going to reap the rewards of being so lazy. So now you're going to have dodgy cars to on dodgy not trailers? Be, not being able to know how to the worst tow a is, trailer. I can tow a trailer. I've just been too lazy and too you're, miserable to You're in the it. minority, Connor. But I, I can't. I, I was towing from as a kid. My mum can legally tow a trailer because she passed her test before 1997 and she can barely drive the car. Never mind the trailer <laughs> part of it. Like, it's just, it's nuts. Have you when did you when did you pass your test? Uh, ninety six. So you didn't have to do a trailer no. test. Now you kind of caught the tail end of yeah, that. Then, yeah. but then you look at well, it's sort of there's a lot of things. Going to say you look back then, you know people towed away, but then maybe as many people didn't tow or something, or there was many cars in the road. Yeah. Also true, yeah, less to hit. Well, we were talking to our friend Stefan, who's a lorry driver, and he was saying. They're actually looking at reducing parts of the lorry driving test as well to get more people through it. When does Stefan get his Ferrari then? Because uh, the wages of lorry drivers have went through the roof. Oh, he's stupid. He's like, I'll sail by old Cleo's and stupid <laughs> shit with us. That's another story that's coming out this week. Uh, the wages being offered to lorry drivers. Uh, that's been climbing. He's been showing me a lot of stuff going around. You know. I was talking to a fellow at the, uh, the show today and he was talking, he's from uh, Edinburgh and he was talking about I think it was Tesco's are offering 80 grand a year a year for their drivers. They're nice. putting it out at the minute. And then another company was at over 100. But your lorry drivers are like farmers. They're all poor and it's a terrible job. And <laughs> they'll run it down and <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, but I think they're trying to reduce part of the test. Like literally the part where you hook the trailer on. Right. They're, no, they're, they're pretty important part. Uh, that might be a yep. bit of a... From the daily we were coming back into Lurgan and there was a trailer sitting in the middle of a junction yeah. on its own which obviously had fell off. Yeah, like the cab was nowhere Gone. to be seen. It, it looked like it had dropped out of the sky. Maybe this was I a can, trial I, period I for I can this. just see it now a few months down the line. Trailers everywhere. We Joey can't get his Nintendo Switch because the boy reversing the lorry in took six hours to get it hooked on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is wild. Like, but then let's fall out of Brexit with like 
a lot of your the drivers were foreign drivers on their yeah. way homes. So you you know somebody has to replace them, and then they come back when they hear that their wages are hundred k a year. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, no, I'm considering uh, it myself. Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's not a job. I don't think I I would fancy. Like, it's, yeah. uh, there's a lot of shit to it too. But yeah, like those, it's a difficult enough old job. But I suppose you'd be getting big money for it. Happy days. Yeah. But it, it's a big piece of machinery to operate on the road. Reducing the test doesn't really seem like the sensible option. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a lot of changes coming soon. Some for the better, some for the worse. And I'll think, take advantage of it. Think about this way. How many young fellas, 16 and 17, do you see driving a monster truck of a tractor with a silage trailer on behind flat out down a country road? 16 or 17. Uh, it's a bit old. Yeah, it is a bit old. <laughs> it's usually a bit younger than that. Yeah. Well, yeah that, you know what I mean. Like, but you're right. You could be, what, 35 ton behind you? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the difference, really? No, mm-hmm. not really. It's uh, probably more regulation with the lorries, even. Probably have their sister in the side. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling a straw. That was a joke. Is that you, then? Mm-hmm. Just before we go any further, I'd like to mention our sponsor, Radio Global. Radio Global are an enthusiast-owned company providing you with not only premium automotive apparel, but accessories such as garage banners, stickers, posters, and air fresheners. They're Northern Ireland-based and are an official stockist for 8380 Labs in the UK and Europe. Pop on over to reload.global to view their online store and treat yourself to something nice. Connor, do you have any YouTube for us? I have a list of YouTube. Do you have any, Nigel? Have you been on them? Um, just a summary. I've uh, First thing I've been watching is, we talked before about Jimmy Oak's channel. Yep. And um, for anybody that watches or doesn't, he's a friend, Brian, very close friend with him, does a lot of stuff. Brian's been building a white E46 drift car with an LS engine in it. Big spec engine, a lot of head work and stuff done. That I think we're pushing around about 400 odd horsepower or something like that. Yeah. Low bags of torque, like it was like 2000 RPM, touch the throttle and sliding the back wheels up. Um, serious, serious car. Done a ton of work to it. I think Brian's had a lot of bad luck with that car as well. It's just mental. What's and wrong? Then he went out in the track and second lap round or so, and bad luck kicked in again. It was the second session. It uh, threw a leg out of bed and what spit clean through the block. I think it went in fire and everything as well. I think it fuel lanes or something. So they were kind of trying to debate what had happened, whether it was... Oil the manifold. Yeah, whether kind of oil starvation caused it or there was a problem that caused oil starvation or what. But it's done now kind of thing. But It was the, the breakdown of the engine video. It just like... Yeah, mental. the heads weren't as bad as you'd imagined no. was the thing. But it was just like he was able to pass them a spanner through the block from one side <laughs> to the other, which is never great. It was the piston that was just bait the shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's in dung, like, yeah. yeah. The one good thing about that is the likes of those LSs over there are fairly common. You know, you can get a bottom end handy enough. Yeah. But it's still not a nice thing to have to do, I suppose. But I guess invest a lot of time and money on it. Mm-hmm. First offender just goes bang. Gone. Aye. You don't wish it on anybody. Even, like, Jimmy was recording and he was like, I'm going to leave Brian alone. I'm not going to stick the camera in his face yeah. here kind of thing. But really, really good channel. Always doing a lot of job heavy stuff but very very interesting stuff um so i, I like his stuff because it's realistic at the extent where it's people can imagine themselves doing something like that that's it yeah like all those it's guys not just oh overnight parts from japan bang 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 bolt on bolt on kind of thing yeah that's not always the mint as the cars running it's it's about having fun it's achievable yeah. goals we're friends and that's the best thing about yeah. it like um my next one then we talked last episode about the low show was ran by a good bunch of people over in the states yeah and uh 
basically took over Coventry Mall in Pottstown in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. It looks so cool. Oh my god, that show. Like, we talked about it the last episode too, but like, it's one of the best looking shows. I was texting you when all the people were sort of knowing the East Coast were sort of doing Instagram stories and whatever, and you were just going, this looks insane. I was walking around that stance and you goes, have you seen Lou's show? And I was like, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, like, me and Lee were saying, like, in the run-up to it, if we could get into the States at the minute, we would have flew over for it. Yeah. Um, it, and it looked to be even better than what we imagined it was going to yeah. be. What, what got me, it was, and it's just a simple concept, but all the empty stores, they put all the traders into it. So you had, like, the Rotoform shop, PVW shop, um, Volks Crack had sh- set up, and it just was so cool. Um, it seemed to bring a lot of old heads out too, but if you want a really good video, Lee and I watched it the other night. There's a crowd on YouTube called Scraping Media. Do like after videos and stuff for things. I think it was one of the first videos that came out it for It was, yeah. Um, and it was really, really good. Good at, And EV Garage or another guys, there's a father and son who built a lot of Volkswagen stuff, like R32 engine Mark IIs and things. And they are, they've done more of a walk around. You know, so they sort of, they're very vloggy. Which was good too, because it kind of gave you a different thing to it. Because the scraping media one, it's just your normal kind of new slow pan, that kind of thing, where this was like walking around over here, we're doing this kind of thing. So, two good channels to check out as well. If you YouTube there, have you? Yeah, very briefly. Um, if you follow the Driftworks channel, this is, this is uh, the E30 M3 oh. that he has. I think it's the E46 M3 engine, which is in. Is that an S52 or an S54? I can't remember the numbers. Straight it? six. Yeah, ATVs. Sounds good. <laughs> well, he was at a track day and a lot of nice cars at it. And he was holding his own in the uh, E30. It's a fantastic build. Oh, it's a serious car. And there was a 993 GT2, I think, which is pretty damn valuable car. Yep. And they were going in the corner together and the boy in the GT2 made the mistake and bang. The funny, I was watching the video and Phil was with his M3, which had a sort of heavy front corner hit. And he was saying when your guy kind of come across the front of him and started the slide, because Phil's a drifter as well, he said, like, he fully expected your guy to carry the slide and keep going and sort of slide out of his way. But he done what anybody else would do, and your guy jammed the brakes yeah, on. No, so just, Phil never yeah. really lifted. He says, else we said, he says, it wasn't, he says, it wasn't my fault, but it wasn't 100% the other yeah. guy's fault either. So when your guy slid, he didn't lift, expecting him to slide on and bang, punted him. But I think he, he's the sort of guy, I think it was just like, well, it's shit, but we'll rebuild it. Yeah. You know, he, he just kind of... Racing kinda, incident. Yeah, racing <laughs> incident, yeah. But I suppose it's one of those things too, when you take your car on a track, you kind of have to expect that that's what's yeah. going to happen. Like You can't expect to walk up to the fellow and go, here, you owe me X for fixing that. I know. It's a track day, that's what it is. I've seen that at Nuts Corner at all like diff demos and stuff like that <laughs> as well like it's a fighting session <laughs> I think those guys are above that though yeah but that's a that's a serious car I'd have been crying my eyes out about I hit that thing yeah especially after all the work I went but, on uh, it but Phil Morrison like he's obviously obviously wealthy a lot of, man. yeah um, he, he's a real car guy like and he's just like oh well we'll just improve it yeah that's or it or we'll fix it take the opportunity what, and yeah. look at the positives yeah. of it yeah, maybe yeah. there's something he did want to do to it and now is the time you go well here here we go oh, the Driftworks channel is quite good uh, it isn't a constant stream or a regular stream of content but there's drips and drabs and mm-hmm. stuff so a bit yeah. like Project Binky just as and when yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also Danny DC2 channel he crashed in a uh, 
round of his championship that he's entered into. He was it was quite a heavy hit to quite a lot of damage. Um, he's not been having a lot of luck in the championship. Uh, What's he actually racing? Is it a DC two or is it another? Oh, sorry, it's, a, it's an MR two Mark. It's not Mark three. You know the like we frog looking one, the convertibles. Ah, yeah. Yes. Um, he was having serious problems with power. And then it turned out basically, I think the engine was basically a dud. Oh, lovely! And uh, then he got dyno, tried different variations of intakes, and I think they came to the conclusion basically that the it standard was throttle body with um, a good intake Aye. was best. But anyway, he was in a round and a big, big crash. Like you look at the car and you thought, oh, well, that's scrap. But because he had broken another car, he was able to fix save it, save it, sort of thing. Got it sorted out and. It was a pity because he went in that ra- ra- race that he crashed in. He'd got the power dialed in and he was doing well. So he got fixed in there. And recently I watched a few videos where he's starting to get podiums now and mm-hmm. good finishes. So he's finding his feet with it. It's good to see him finishing well in it. Like. So, no, yeah. that's good. That's I think I talked about it oh, when, when I had COVID and was locked in the house. I had watched the other Project Pinky channels. Like, um, it was a bargain racement where they went racing in the C1, sitting in C1. And watching those guys progress and finding their feet with the car was the same kind of thing. So it is interesting to watch that. You kind of feel like you're going along with them, you know, yeah. like as they're progressing, you're kind of cheering them on, thinking, oh, well, this is cool, we're, yeah. we're doing this. Definitely good. Um, my other YouTube one is a, a more local one, Stephen Harper in the South, we've talked about before, the Crado guy. Yeah. Um, Stephen's very hands-on and has done one recently on, you know, Nigel and the Crado's in the bottom of like a gauge like a cluster in the bottom of the console with two gauges in it yeah um he was trying to buy those and he says at the minute they're like hen's teeth yeah so he attempted to make his own and he tried but a few you can get it. i've actually got one of the metal plating i think about uh, eastern europe somewhere you can set it in there i had to drop it in do your own sort of thing well, that's he, he kind of done something like that and tried he tried a few different ways and he went from went from using like a molding foam and then into fiberglass in it and bits and pieces like that so it just was an interesting look into like what's happening in the car scene now that parts are starting to get rare you know mm. and people are getting to the point where well, i kind of want that but i'm not going to pay 700 dollars for a piece of plastic kind of thing you know you take matters into your own. 3d printing is a big thing with that you can't actually turn around and look yeah. if you have the skills to model something i can't wait to the day they can finally 3d print mark one wings oh yeah <laughs> that would be nice it is common <laughs> it would be good but no, that that kind of thing is cool to watch. Um, another one then, more local in the north, the Unlimited Super guys. Yeah, they were down in Jimcana Grid, grid competing. Yeah. Have you seen their latest video? No, no. They, they put one out of them actually at Grid. Yeah, right. And um, there's some cracking in car shots of the like helmet cams where you can actually follow them on the track. So it gives a good insight to what we were talking about on the day. You know, the track and what they were set up to do. Um, kind of funny edits too which was quite cool you know ah, you get a bit of a laugh humor, yeah, yeah. yeah but no interesting stuff but behind the scenes again job heavy and good driving you know that's uh skills that, skills that might have been honed on the road at some point i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> and just to finish up then this one's actually mark karen do you remember mark from Neary? you said yes. the or right beetle uh-huh Mark actually dropped me a message with this ages and ages ago, and I keep forgetting about this channel. They have a YouTube, a YouTube channel and Instagram, but it's uh, Motorsport Ireland, and it's hyphen R R I A L, and 
Do you remember RPM that used to be on Thursday yeah. nights? It's Plum all Plum Tindle. It's all the old RPM stuff uploaded. Just uploaded. On. So there's stuff like um, Bertie Fisher and all. That. Yeah, it's so cool. Lee was late home the other night, and I was just sitting. I was sort of waiting you coming home, and it was stuff we wanted. It was the low show clothed, video. Were you? I w- <laughs> One point it wasn't. I did. I did have a shower. Um, but yeah, I stuck it on. I watched Lurgan Park Rally from 1990. That's probably there. Mm-hmm. Oval Mantas everywhere Mark II escorts and yeah. I was like but then you're looking at that going oh what's so cool watching all these classics and then you work out how old those cars were then yeah. they were not classics yeah. you know it's it's fucking crazy but the sound of them and everything's well 99% of it NA Carbs Webbers there was mm. an RX-7 which was weird back then in 19, mm. 1990 you know you, would you imagine to see one of the uh, not FC it would have been but it was weird hearing that thing go burp, 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 ah. burp, burp, coming into corners kind of thing and being revving high, yeah. Um, what else did they see on us? There was actually a cool stage as well. Oh, I can't even remember which one it was now, but there was a GT4 Celica, which had our friend Brand's company no advertising. Way. Yeah, because his dad used to advertise on, on the guy's car. Uh, I, was, I was sitting watching it. I was like, hang on a minute, look at that. Take a picture of that. Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you're into like old school rally or if you're not from here with a lot of listeners around the world and you're interested, the reason Ireland is known as the mecca for rallying, this explains it all. Yeah. Check out that channel, it's uh, Motorsport Ireland hyphen R-I-A-L. And it's just so cool to watch back at that. Like I could sit and watch that for hours. I'm sure you'd be the same now yeah. too. Like Lee, you're a girl, so you don't like rallying as we've said before. Obviously. <laughs> That's an in-joke from the <laughs> Okay. You don't remember the Havoc videos from back in the day? Vaguely. I remember off them, but didn't really see very much yeah. of them. I can, I can watch them all day long. What? Car crash compilations from Motorsport That's around right. the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you used to buy them at Halfords and yeah. all back in the day. I think it was Duke Motorsport on the... Duke Motorsport, yeah. yeah. They used to do the BTCC videos. And the Dunnellaman BT videos. Yep. Yeah. I remember looking at those as a kid and well, like... those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to watch YouTube for free. Sorry. <laughs> Well, that's me. Cool. So, um, main topic of today, I suppose, and yesterday, was uh, CleanFest. Yeah, the fun that was had. Yes. So, up early, Saturday morning. On the boat. Yeah. So, again, anybody not from around here, we, Northern Ireland, boat across into Scotland, which we kind of take for granted. And then I was sort of thinking, especially the American listeners, that's not normal to them yeah. because where are they going to get a boat to kind of thing um so what is like a two and a half hour boat journey across we had five cars what i really enjoyed about this right nice and nerd now coming down the road good old-fashioned convoy well good old-fashioned convoy but lee's jetta was from the 80s your crado was from the 90s yeah james's tt from the 2000s uh-huh Mark car six, yeah. was in the 10s and ray's van was in the 20s and this made me wet. I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easy pleased. Well, well thought of there. Yep. Well, when you're a passenger, when you're riding bits in the Jetta, there's a lot of thinking time. Like, <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, it's quite a handy run up. Like, it's only 100 miles off the boat. Yeah, I, yeah 130 half miles. Half its motorway. It is an average speed cameras, so, which are not fun. Some really cool roads, the first sort of 30 or 40 miles of it. Beautiful driving roads. A few dodgy services, but... Lovely I was going to say, the road surface, though, is dog shit. James found that out in the TT on the way home. I think they've actually improved over the years. They used to be worse uh, than that. They did, yeah. But not not even... Yeah, there's, like, holes and bumps and things. But 
just the actual tarmac surface itself. It's really rough. Like it is the road rough, yeah. noise is shocking. I actually thought at one point Lee had a flat wheel. I was listening. I was like, I was like, brum, 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 brum. I was like holy shit, this is rough. Then you remember it's an old car. It is an old <laughs> car, yeah. But yeah, like that road, you're basically following the coast for what about 30, 40 miles, and it's up and yeah. down and winding yeah, roads. And there's like get as far as air, and then you kick off into the middle of Scotland, basically. Yep, and the average speed camera zone, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. Then you get out of it, and uh, Nigel had a attempt at a Lambo. I'll use the attempt lightly, because what did you say? By the time you got on boost, he was gone. Uh, <laughs> the old, the old sledgehammer turbo takes about ten Three seconds to, wind to come up. on boost when you're in the wrong gear. It was quite funny because the Lambo Compass was a convertible Huracan, and the guy was with the, the woman all beside uh, him. And he compassed us, and as soon as he compassed, Nigel I was waiting to pull up beside him. Go much more than re- <laughs> much the reach. Of, I know, that's the, I messed the line up there. Speaking so. of which. 20th anniversary the day this comes out on Wednesday is the 20th anniversary of the first Fast and the Furious released in the UK we are on point on point (laughs) so uh, it's not like I had that wind to drop in at all there at an opportune moment Um, I couldn't get over how wide that Lambo was yes they're serious on the road the the road presence it looked ridiculously big but it was so funny because when you come up when it came up past you were out in a split second it was just like automatic reaction I I thought Gatham was going to go for it for the banter I'm surprised he didn't yeah, and I chugged out and just went, here. <laughs> I reckon your man just looked in the wing or in his mirror and just went, All right, son. Gone. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, basically. <laughs> but no, great great rundown. A few uh, fun moments as well out of the average speed camera zones, which are yeah. good. It's always nice to get a bit of boost going. Yeah. Oh, all right. Rub the boost in your face between <laughs> you, James, and Gethin, and Lee ringing the neck out of the Jetta. Yeah. In fact, you're the only one that isn't turbo because Ray's van's twin turbo. Yeah. Well, the it, wee Jetta uh, held its own all right. Yeah, it was Didn't right. you it worry nice about get, it? It was nice to get some 99 Ron fuel as well as it was. Yes, uh, it was. I have something we don't get at home. No, we get 97, that's about it. A pain in the ass. Um, yeah, so what else did we do? Got up and then got to the show. Well, we didn't quite there. make it to the show before there was a dramatic little, failure. little problem. So what happened to you? It wasn't that dramatic. In the end, well, the battery light came on. About five miles from the show. I was just kind of cruising along the motorway. We were kind of waiting for you guys to catch up. You guys had gone suddenly, off for suddenly a, Ray decided to go a pit stop, yeah. and then yeah. we had gone on ahead, so um, I was just looking around me, and then I looked down, and I was like, oh, battery lights just come on. That's a bit strange. Aye. But we were only I about five delighted. miles from the show, so we we drove up, and uh, luckily the guys were okay about letting us in early, because... You were in the poor people Gethin zone. And, uh, Ray and I were supposed to be in the poor people zone, and we weren't supposed to go until Sunday, but... Uh, they did let us in, which was great. And uh, to be fair, they're a good bunch of guys that run that yep. show. Like so, so well, oh, they're, absolutely, they're good. Um, well, we'll come more on back onto the battery problem in a minute. But uh, their car wash setup was brilliant. Did any, did anybody else think? Yeah, a lot better than Dubshed. <laughs> not want to talk about that. <laughs> no PTSD for that w- one. With five pages of Dubshed and still not enough. It wasn't as quick as that. Yeah. No, it was definitely very efficient. Um, so. Got into the field and plugged the. I got the multimeter on yeah. the battery to see what was happening. Andy Dag knows that well for us. And um, basically, just no charge. Um, Which so the alternator was gone. Absolutely brilliant because I've been daily in that for about six weeks. You've drove it to. We drove it to Longford. Carrick Fergus. It couldn't have happened issues. five miles from home. It had to happen five miles from a show in Scotland. Yeah, the furthest that car's ever been with you, like, yeah, yeah. in a different country. 
So what did you do? Well, panic. <laughs> no, I didn't panic. We all, you're never, listen, you're never beat. No. There was talk of three batteries being set in a boot at one stage. Yeah, I think. we kind of hopped between, if we couldn't get an alternator, the plan was buy a charger, buy a battery, charge your current battery in the hotel room, and then swap those out and down the road, and then that field... Ray had also offered, yes, his secondary battery. Out of the van. So, again, now we had an army of tools with us as well, which was good, so we could do all this weird shit. But Oh, yeah. The large boot in the Jetta, once again, proved its worth, it because did. we had pretty much the whole workshop's worth of tools in the boot. <laughs> yeah, and they come in handy, because yeah. what happened? Well, I phoned a friend, a colleague of mine, um who was able to luckily source me an alternator because uh, the two local branches didn't have one. Um, he went right out of his way too. And for he it. did. So big shouts to Dave. I'm sure he doesn't listen to the podcast, but he's a legend anyway. He's an absolute car guy too, like cars, bikes. I was same day delivery too. It was. It was a service with a smile. And, <laughs> and the best part of it was we were getting ready to go out on the town. We were waiting for the Uber. Feeds, pints, and was it the receptionist walked up the to Spanish you? Spanish receptionist and go, this for you? Is this for you? <laughs> yeah. Alternator in a box. So I, it was the most impressive thing about it was the fact that you got an alternator. Yeah. That's like, I've talked about coming up the road. I was like, how the hell did you do that? All the contacts. Contacts everywhere. So... <laughs> The best part then was out for drinks last night and got lightly sauced. Tad. And then had to fit an alternator this morning in the show field hungover, which was... At one point, at one point I was trying to do it and I couldn't work out which way to turn the ratchet, <laughs> which was bad. But you no, just, it was... Just questioning life at that stage. Pretty much, yeah. But it was like a 45-minute job, got it done, and at the end, I didn't realise there was people sitting on the steps watching me do it, and when I started the car and jokingly threw my hands up in the air, they all started to clap. I was like, right, <laughs> we're getting watched here. Maybe thought it was part of the show, like, opening Life and rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those auto-doc videos of how to do. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah on the show itself, just a, a Just a, show. Bit of, a bit of background, Kingfest. Uh, um, so the Keep It Clean guys, it's basically Greg Robbins and... Mike, Mike Scott, Stuart Gray, and the team. Um, they used to have it at Fife Airport. I was probably an hour and a half northeast of Edinburgh or north of Edinburgh. Yeah, I never actually got to that show yeah. at that point. They ran it there for years. And it got bigger and bigger, but it always seemed to rain. That's they, a, it's always going to be in show. this country. Like. I think they ran it two years before COVID hit. At the new site at the Royal Highlands mm-hmm. show uh, centre in Edinburgh, and when it moved there, it was great because I love Edinburgh for a start. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, and they keep it clean, guys. They're they're methodical and attention to detail. Their design, their just their thought process, the organisation is just absolutely clinical. They just know how to do yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, last year. Not a lot of shows ran. There's been one that was cancelled, wasn't allowed. So they had the date booked in for um, this September and last, not last minute, but they were at the eleventh hour as such. Their hall that they had booked because of COVID vaccination. Yeah, they lost the venue then. The government continued to vaccinate, and they basically had to do an outdoor show then, out the back of within the, weeks, pretty much like. Yeah, but it was it was in the arena of the Highland Centre and it is 
It's sort of surrounded by trees and there's like ring fenced off. And such a cool venue. Drive on stage. The vibe of that show today was so good. It's yeah. it's something that a lot of shows lack, and we've talked about that before. And it's something you can't really say. There's no formula for that. It's very weather dependent. Of course, but yeah. When the weather's good, that, that show is as good as you're going to get. Even the fact today it was overcast was nice because you're not yeah. getting roasted walking around. And apart from me, apart from me, I got I <laughs> cloud burn. So uh, yeah, they they were able to do the drive on stage, which they couldn't have done indoors. Drive, drive on stage is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. I thought they could have used it a bit more of the day. I actually thought, yeah, that whether the, whether seen, other things were holding them back or what. Yeah, um, like it's it's concept that started, I think, in edition thirty eight show, and it's one thing that I really loved about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings something different to the day too, because you can actually like edition thirty eight's wild for it because. There's people that just set up camp chairs in front of the stage and sit there yeah. all day and just watch the interviews with Have the cars. A few beers and just chill. Yeah. And, again, if you can guarantee the weather, that is fantastic. Yeah. Now, at Edition 38, I have seen it rain, and trying to drive cars onto the stage is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> just no traction whatsoever. And, again, we've said this before about the standard of cars it shows, but that today was something else. I think all the shows we've been at over the last month or so... I've really pushed everything has been and whether it was COVID and everybody had time to work on their projects or I don't know but I guess this year everything has been like top top like I I stand in the middle of the field now and go oh I really need to paint my car like because <laughs> everything around it is just like next level every, every time you go to a show everybody is up their game and up their game I, th- I think part of the thing this year is the show season has been compressed into the last three months of the year yeah so guys that maybe would have went to one or two shows are definitely going to show rather than well that's a bit like you lee you've tried to get the everything oh, you yeah. can just to get out using it that's why we ended up going down to lega curry because i was just like yeah fuck it, come on yeah, get in the car brum 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 toot toot motherfucker yep but no you, you've been driving that everywhere yeah and there's probably people as you said nigel that maybe I'll maybe not bring that out or something. And now, now they're, they're going, I better go to this because there's nothing else happening. Exactly, yeah. Um, which is great for as a spectator. Some of the, there was a caddy van there today that I have never seen the like of. Yeah. Toffee Brown respray, um, Golf R engine into it. Was it 400 odd horsepower? Yeah. It hybrid turbo. Optimus, who we talked about before, has done the interior. And Optimus. It. Yeah, like the detail you were top to bottom. Whatever you say, point out. Even too. like it's it's so cliche but it's one of those things you keep walking around spotting new things yeah. right down to like custom like pattern in the projectors for the headlights and things like that and not tacky either just tastefully done carried yeah. out throughout it um, a lot of thought of went into the decisions and yeah Q, was it Q5 wheels on it Q5 wheels, 20 inch yeah. Q5 wheels and the twin calipers in the back and rear, yeah. such a such a build and then Right down to, there was a girl we got talking to with the CRX Del Sol, which looked, and I actually said this to her, I said, this looks like I'm, or sounds like I'm running your car down, but it looked like a budget build, if you know what I mean. Obviously, someone had done it themselves, but it looks so cool. And it was actually one of the first things when we walked across the show field on the Saturday and seen, that jumped out at me and went, Jesus, that thing's really cool. So it was like a turquoise dark turquoise colour with white three spokes. It was very fast and furious too. It was. Or but is that three? Tokyo Drift? Three was three, Tokyo Drift. Sorry. But it, it, two, it was a bit funky too. It was it? a bit yeah. funky too. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was one of those things where it was like obviously heavily modified but still cool and it was not 
plastered tacky stuff if you know what i mean um then we get talking to the girl and she was like yeah i built a, like a high-end s13 and i've really sickened myself with that car so she said she like and i could totally relate to this she put herself under so much pressure building the s13 was working her ass off at it and she just sickened herself with it. Yeah. and says like it become like every night of the week s13 s13 to the point where she just said i'm not doing this anymore mm. and then she spotted this del sol on ebay was it for 250 quid or something and she bought it and then she just sort of right well it is she painted it herself in her garage it had rx8 seats which are nice to be in like the triangle logo she had color coded on it and the spoiler she was saying she had went to was it an mr2 owners club or something she said she went around loads of like every cars and coffee or meat or show or anything that was on. She had her like fabric measuring tape in her bag. And she was like measuring, measuring spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> she just was going up and her fella, she was like, said to her fella, distract that guy there and just like measuring a spoiler. <laughs> and so she finally found one on MR2 that fitted, tracked him down on the MR2 owners club and then asked the guy what a spoiler was. <laughs> <laughs> so things like that, like, yes, the high end stuff, but it's, cars like that have a story that I love as well and it's just nice to talk to those people yeah. um, we could talk to another guy parked behind Lee with a, a 190, Merc 190 on like a flat face BBS wheel, RM500 RM500, good to remember um, pretty rare wheel good talking to him, turns out he's going with a girl in Carrickfergus, he's looking to move back over, was asking us about shows to go to, obviously plugged all our shows Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get talking to people and it's nice to hear stories behind the build um, something we kind of had hoped to do today and didn't really get to him, which was a pity. But, and then back into the high-end stuff, like that green E30 on the uh, BBS RFs. The oh, it was yeah, beautiful. Sorry. Yep. Serious, serious, serious car. And there was another E30, which was a lot more tame. Uh, it was a black. Black, and black Sport or a 318 AS, and it had custom... The bottle caps done in the splits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just not, just perfect OEM plus. Obviously, you've Neil Chapman's cars as well, the Mark Four and the Mark Seven clubs. Never get bored of walking around them. No, ridiculous. Um, Porto Rivera's the Porsche restorer. Yeah, had a car on the stand, three five six. Not a car I would expect it to have been there, no. but there you go. But I think I was connection with Optimus. Optimus. Um, what he else? Does, he does a lot of their trimming. So Japanese stuff, French. You know, you had Vauxhalls, a lot of courses and stuff. There you see a 360 GTI in the outer ground. Yeah, GTI 6, yeah, it was so nice. Yoke in the number plate. Yeah, and then there was a course of GSA on, on speed, speed lines. lines. Yeah, Carbic Blue. There was a Renault 5 GT Turbo, the BMW Club. There was a plethora of lovely BMs. Such a variety, which was really nice, but definitely the standard of that today was something else. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a cliche because Mike was saying on the stage at the end, he was like, yeah, you know, giving out the prizes oh, it was so difficult choosing all and you hear that all the time didn't but envy it no that's how I turned around to Lee and was like I, he's not telling lies I wouldn't like to have been doing it where, like, where do you start with that sort yeah. of thing it's congratulations to our very own Gethin who won a yeah, prize yeah. he got a wee prize himself he did Um, what else was there well was deserved because that Mark 6 is, is serious serious yeah the, the, the sad thing about that, that Mark 6 was a lockdown project that went a bit too far <laughs> it just went nuts <laughs> The uh, the sad thing is that most of the work that you don't see is what's underneath it. Yeah. The thing really should have Murrah sitting under it. It's class. And uh, it didn't stop him driving it, though. No. Definitely not. Knows where the throttle pedal is. Yeah. Never was that over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are trophies as well. 
something you guys, Nigel, do so well at Dubshed is the custom trophies. And most people, I think most people don't do that very well at shows. You know, it really lets the show down. It's more because it's just a generic type trophy. The Keep It Clean guys have like best interior is like a wooden, it was like a wooden plinth with a headrest on it. Yeah. It's trimmed by Optimus. Um, best wheels is like a is it a BBS wheel cut in half? It's BBS cut in half, and then the car that shows a full BBS uh, RS wheel, I think. Mm-hmm. And then some of the lower level prizes is like their logo, which is cut out in aluminium. Then just rich wood. Yeah, and yeah. Mike the polishes and we'll post some pictures on the Instagram. But it's so so nice, and it's cool to see that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but no, we had such a good time. Not yeah, alcohol. had a great weekend. You just forced me to drink porn star martinis. Something I didn't think I would ever drink. And Edmure's just They fantastic. were goddamn delicious. They were. They were <laughs> very delicious. We're uh, converts at Porn Star Martinis after this weekend. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Brain freeze. Porn Star Martinis and battered haggis bites. Yeah, Seems like a, to sum it up. Two of my favourite things, car shows and Edinburgh City, which I absolutely love. Yeah. I know. I'm the same. And I'm not a big city lover. No, I'm not. off that trail in Edinburgh and the Edinburgh. castle, the, the buildings, everything's just... Everything's uh, so easy and accessible, isn't it? That's, well, well, apart from having to walk up 18 million <laughs> stairs. Yeah, all the hills. <laughs> Where's our restaurant, Lee? Over that massive hill. I could have cried. <laughs> yeah, my, my legs are feeling it today. Yep, it was rough. Don't skip leg day, everyone. No, <laughs> don't skip the gym either, I find. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, what a great weekend. Bit of a family affair. My sister came down and met us all. So yep. I had my blood family and my car family. Yeah. What about Layla with the car show stance, her shoe car stance? Oh, Leah. Or Leah, sorry. What age, what age is she? About six? Seven, I think. Leah has a picture of her looking into the boot of a car, and she's standing with her hands behind her back, leaning in. And I'm like, this that's the car how you do it, kids. Nah. Yep, she's Don't got it already. The cars. Very good. <laughs> I said to Leah, I was like, who would have thought of that? And she's like, nobody really. She's never <laughs> been to a car show before. I was like, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Don't be scratching the paint. But no, I've I had a ball this weekend. It's just I, absolutely brilliant to get away to show again. I've been tired running up to it, and I was like, I, I was looking forward to it, but at the same time, I didn't want to get up early in the morning. You, know, I was just like, oh no, I can't be bothered doing this. And it has been a, such. It's been a better weekend than I even expected it to be, which was good. So you know, it's yeah. been it's been a good laugh. Well, it's currently half half a midnight. Half past half, a midnight. So half a midnight, as I said. And we're time. sitting on a boat, and we won't be home back in the port till the what? Two? At least two. I'm yep. in bed for three o'clock. I'll be happy. Yep. Oh. I'm just looking for a Pepsi Max. Up. Yeah, great weekend. Thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. Harry drive tip, back down the road. Tip of the hat. Right, yeah, keep it clean, guys. Absolutely. A hundred percent. First class. Mm-hmm. If you just get the chance to go over next year, thoroughly recommend. There's quite a few photos. We uh, photos, photos that I posted as well on the page from the trip over kind of thing, and we'll plastered them all over this week as well for people yeah. to see again but it's such a good show we had planned to interview a few people but best plans and all that yeah people salt meters shit the bed what can you do <laughs> yes other things had to take priority unfortunately so that we could get home yeah. so before we go into our questions i'd like to take a moment to talk about our sponsor studio 10 bespoke car care Studio 10 are a car care business located in Ballymena, Northern Ireland. Robin specialises in vehicle detailing, paint correction and ceramic coatings. Studio 10 are the only Mavinci approved detailer in Northern Ireland and are proud of many years experience in the automotive industry. Studio 10 also offer an online training programme, Foundation Pro, 
This training program is designed for those who want to improve their current skill set, whether it be to detail their own vehicle to a much higher level or considering starting their own valid business. This course also features many benefits, such as discount codes for various detailing companies and much more. To view all their detailing packages, training courses and obtain details on all their services they provide, visit their website at studio10car.care or simply google Studio 10. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at Studio 10 Detailing. Their current discount of £100 off the Foundation Pro course for Reload Podcast listeners is coming to an end. So if you wish to avail of this fantastic offer, get on over to their website, use Reload Podcast for your discount code before the 26th of September and make sure you don't miss out. We move on then to our listeners' questions. We're running out of time, so we're going to do a few of them. That'll be right, Connor? Yeah, we've quite a list of them here, so we'll rattle out a few of them, then we'll get the ones in the next episode as well. So if you guys are happy enough that, first we'll do that. First served, then. Yeah. So uh, first one then, Fogel O'Reilly 26, he says, have you seen the new Lego Technic Cat Bulldozer? I have not. Have to our Lego specialist, Lee? I have not, but, but uh, you will. I'm going to check that check out. Check it out. <laughs> I'm not huge. Well, I do like some of the Technic stuff, but it's not my first choice. Nah, I uh, never really been a big Technic guy. But what fascinates me is like the stuff they can do with the motors and stuff on them. Yeah, as opposed to the normal Technic. But I've just never really been into it. Mav ninety G sixty. What's the furthest you've gone to purchase a car? Probably you, Nigel. I imagine probably London. London. What's would it fly that was, over? That was the PD one fifty Mark II. Oh yeah, that was, a, that, was, that was the first car you had that I met you. I was slow and Monday picked that up. So you fly over and drive it back. Flew into Heathrow. The guy picked me up, took it out. The well, torque I, monster. Probably work wasn't great, but it flew over just so went uh, the ground. <laughs> I can do it anyway. <laughs> um, that was a sharpie car. I was even sharper after I resold it and the fella discovered that the actuator was bent or something. That's right, it wasn't boosting got fully. It, got a tune probably and made another 30 brake. <laughs> <laughs> it made 220 brake. That's iron something that I like uh, to as well. What sort of, so where, where do you drive back through Wales or Scotland? Oh, that? straight to Stranraer. Stranraer. So what, a car right? with no radio, soundproofing was horrific. Yeah. What? It sounds what? like the Jetta today. It does. That's another thing. I had a wisdom tooth removed the day before. That so would help that. Mouth was all oh, sore. No. <laughs> that was well, well planned. It was. Um, how many miles are you talking then up through from there to Scotland? Oh, that'd be 400. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then crossing the, the same boat we're doing now. Kind of thing. Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> Runner in red. And the fuel gauge wasn't working, so I had to top it up and just work, hope for the best. Yeah, this is, de- this is definitely the Jetta you're describing. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Technically, the furthest I've went to buy a car is. Around Dublin, because the borough that I currently own, Matt bought it off TJ, and TJ bought it, met him in Dublin. So then we drove down, knew to lift the borough from TJ, who drove up to Dublin to meet us. So it was about 100 miles from home. And honestly, Matt had drove that thing for what about 20 minutes and then pulled into a petrol station. And he says, Do you want to drive this? And I was like, Oh, yeah. Pulled out onto the motorway, floored it. Um, straight to 70 as you would do mm. plus that and uh, I was like oh this thing's fun and Matt turned around and it was so well planned he says I don't really know why I bought this do you want a bad I was like <laughs> yeah, probably yeah and I needed a car for starting work because I just left my job and have left the work or lost my work van and I bought it so technically that's probably the furthest I've gone about 70 miles what would you you buy all local do you really yeah it's probably across between Ballyclare, Bellamina. Yeah, which isn't that far. Mm. This is, they got to, what, about 50 mile kind yeah. of thing. 
Um, I see Danny that messaged that in there. He just he's Pennsylvania. He went down to Florida to lift the tour egg there. Twelve hours driving, is it? I assume so. Yeah, I think it would. It would be a full day. I don't. I think he might actually got the train back up on. I'm not sure. I was sort of following his Instagram story, but I was trying to save my battery too. But uh, the distance those guys in the states travel for cars is ah, just fucking mental. Like, um, next one then is Murray dot D ninety one. Connor, which arch do you prefer, Lee's Jetta or Nigel's Corrado? Oh, <laughs> that booty game. Well, Lee's Jetta is a milfy bit of gear, I suppose. But the Corrado <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Corrado is it's something else. Like The lines of Corrado so nice. Yeah. It's, it looks uh, so good on the road. I don't like it from the front corner. Yeah, you've said that before. It kind I of love the side off. profile and from the back. But there's an angle from the front I'm just like, that's all wrong. <laughs> it's like it's been driven over. Yeah. Uh, you've said that before. It's so mm. weird. I love... But I think seeing cars on the move, there's something about it. You know, you see either see it coming from behind in, in the mirror or if you're driving behind something yeah, yeah one, it's one just of the best different. rear view mirrors I seen this weekend was probably in the rear, rear view mirror was Ray's van it looks so menacing yeah so Ray's van is a what a T6.1 brand new literally T6, yeah. brand new it's bagged it's on the 20s or 21s 21 21s um it's probably like M- the MB design twenty ones. Pretty much like the highest spec van you can get on. Like everything's electric with the doors. Yeah, it's very such a thing. It's a what is it about two hundred horsepower by turbo diesel? One ninety seven. One ninety seven. Yeah, it's a absolute weapon of a thing. Nothing on the road is like a house moving. Yeah, and it moves so fast. But everything's blackened out, murdered out. Yeah, and it's just so. It's evil looking. You see it coming up behind you. Go what? What's that? That's um. There's that idea that. Came pa- we passed it and then it came past us again. Yeah, there was a tuning company there. Is it Eagle Tune? Yeah, we're at the Eagle at the yeah. show and they were cruising back and they had a you know we were Porsches some kind some kind of Porsche a Porsche yeah a Porsche a modern one um, Mark Seven Mark Seven a Focus maybe and then at the front was an RS Six State a black one. Did you see? Did you pass it? Yeah, that thing was that evil has some looking road presence and like. just wide. It was serious. Do you know what Ray's fan? I just remember what it reminds me of. Um, do you know the big? Is it the big black lorry on Mad Max? It's all black. Yes, yeah. uh, well, that's the movie. That's is it coming like behind the, the grills? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, you were saying there about cars on the move. Like I took a whole lot of rolling shots, and I didn't bring my camera this weekend because I couldn't be bothered because I thought we were going to record. But I really wish I had for rolling shots, and I got some on my phone. Yeah, I think I got one of everybody's, and just. Cars in the move and rolling shots are just really my thing. It's it's something I've always wanted of my own car, but in our friend group, I take all the photos, so I never <laughs> get one. <laughs> you drive past a big mirror. You have uh, no car on the road anyway, so you're off. all right. Thanks. Bob91, Connor, we accept PayPal, cash, sla- debit, slash credit card, check or cash, let me know. Bob is the devil. So Bob's a friend of ours in Germany who sells... American spec cars on US Army bases in Germany. And we've talked before at length about the Volkswagen Atlas, Lee. Oh. And he messaged me the other day, how much do you want to pay for an Atlas? Because they're starting to get them traded in second hand now. <gasps> and my typical response is always was as little as possible. And when we worked it out, it was still a lot of money, but not well, as much what, as you imagine. What is a lot of money? Spill. The conversion rate worked out to be about 18 grand for one. For That's for a 3.6 VR6 type one. 
which isn't bad and consider that's around the money you're superbly you know similar kind of age yeah. as well the problem you have then is you're paying VAT on it which is 20% and you're also paying import which is 10% so by the time you work it out mid 20s yeah it's mid 20s to get it in which uh, and he also said they're not a great finished vehicle he says they he says they're better than the actual domestic American stuff, but compared to a lot of even Volkswagen's other stuff, they're, he says, I think his quote was, the seats were stuffed by a Presbyterian with an eye on the books. <laughs> <laughs> so, built yes, cost. they were built at a cost, which is unfortunate because they're such a cool looking vehicle. Yeah. But, um, what year is that you're talking about, a car? Um, that be the first of them, so what, maybe three, four year old kind mm-hmm. of thing, that kind of era. That's mid twenties for a pretty unique. Yeah, it'd be yeah. quite cool. Like, unfortunately, I don't have the money for it. I have a lot of old shit. He that takes money credit from. card. I know he does. That man would fleece you. Don't don't buy off him. <laughs> if you're in the army, don't buy off that man. Does <laughs> it turn up the dub shit next year? Not honestly. That would be cool. Rumbling about. <laughs> Drop that bitch on some twenty twos. FF Metalworks with another Lego one. New Lego. Oh, he's not going to slag me. He usually takes question time and ch- oh, he's a wild opportunity man. to kill me. He know? does. He's a wild man. Uh, new Lego Raptor and Volkswagen bus. Who's buying? I think we talked about the new. I want the bus. Yeah. I think Ricky bought one there recently. Yeah. The T2 bus. He's Lego obsessed. Yeah. I like them. The the original bus was really cool. So the fact they've done that. It's, you know the T25 is kind of like the ugly duckling of the buses. Wonder will they do a T25 or will they skip and do a T4? <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Kelly been his element. Yeah. Um, there was a guy in a T25 came past us in the motorway today and he was a C word. Yes, he was. He cut was definitely. Cutting, he cut me up and then he came, he tried, he passed me up the inside and then I was having a bit of fun with a guy in an M4 at this stage and then I was trying to like bunch up close to the M4 so that this dick couldn't get in and then he pulled it right in in front of me and then he got past, and then he went and passed this guy in the M4 up the inside as well. He was a arse. Yeah, no one of these people that doesn't appreciate breaking distances. If you leave a gap at oh, all, nice. he's straight into it. Yeah, just a dickhead. Um, and then I think we'll finish on this. Well, sorry, with Gathin underscore GTNI, whoever that is. Um, <coughs> can no. you turn the rain off? Well, it didn't rain most of the weekend. I think so I think that's pretty good. Wash his car for a clean fest on Friday when he said that. <laughs> Two washes things. Oh. Fuck that. Um, and then let's say we'll call this at the last one then. That dot silver dot wagon. What's the one thing you would like to upskill on, i.e. body work, welding, engine building or what? I think I'd go first with that. And I've said it before is I want to build a gearbox. I want to learn how to do it because it's something and I will pretty much give most things a go. But gearboxes scare me because there's a lot of magic in there. And I think once you take the covers off, the magic escapes and it's gone. Three gremlins jump out and run away. Yep. Everything that runs and turns, it all escapes. <laughs> I want to be able to build a gearbox. I would like to learn um, upholstery. Yeah, yeah, that's something you've been thinking about for a long time now. Yeah, it's something I actually really like to do too. But I, I can't even sew a button on, so I think I'm a ways away from it. I've always thought again, I will tackle most things. I never did my interior or brought it to Optimus because if I tried to do it, it would look like someone threw. A plastic bag out of a helicopter under the seat. Arts and crafts. And, and, then, got, and then the Presbyterian got hold of it. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Someone will come around and pat me in the head and go, that's a nice try, son. What have you, Nigel? Definitely engine, but I would love to be able to attempt all things he just yeah. said there. Uh, but engine for me, I would love to be able to 
learn how to totally. rebuild it's, engines. It's it's getting the time to do stuff like that, and then with paint, I always say to people with paint, just give it a go. If it fucks up, try it again. You know, you you're only losing the cost of materials, which isn't massive generally, kind of thing. But with engine stuff, if you oh, mess I- up. It's kind of expensive. That's the problem. Um, but that's I've kind of shied away from engine internals before. I've done bits and pieces, but I've never really been that comfortable. And then I'm clenching my ass cheeks down the road in the first start of it, kind of thing. <laughs> but it's always been fine. But it's something I've always been very weary of. But no, you're right. It's I think the more things you can do, the better. Like us, I was saying today, yeah. but he'd been able to change that alternator. Not everybody can do mechanical stuff, or you know has the tools and stuff to do it but if you can do it and something breaks down you're not stuck you know you can actually repair yeah. it and get yourself back in the road so always, job, job I, satisfaction as well when you do it that's it but I always tell people I like, just give it a go people yeah. say to me oh I'd love to be able to do what you do and I was like well I just give it a go and if you mess up you fix it just attempt it what more do you want Connor's thought for the evening top tip I get tired <laughs> and tired and emotional Will we call her there then folks yeah, um, thanks again everybody for listening as always and for sending your questions. Sorry if we didn't get to yours this time, um, but we'll get them in the next episode. Our next recording I think will be in an airplane, same we've done. Ah, we've done road, we've done boat. boat. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, we'll have and to. And then we'll get hit, hit Elon Musk up to record in space. Ah, space would be good. Yeah, Nobody can hear you scream. <laughs> Nobody can hear you podcast. <laughs> It'll just be an hour and a half of silence. People might like that. Still amazing me people actually listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, two weeks' time will be Titanic dubs. So we'll, we'll have to work something around that. Yeah. Looking forward to getting that car to that and That's then a, take her in for winter and do bits and pieces. Get some the winter much needed begin, repairs begin. done. Yep. For dub shed. One over Holly twenty two. Is that a hint? That. Is that a hint? <laughs> um so yeah, if you don't already, I'm assuming most people do if you're listening, but uh, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reload Podcast. Uh, my Instagram handle is at MaxwellHouse46. I'm at VDubboy. And I'm at Connor McCann. Cheers, folks. See you again soon. See you, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.